Imagine a plant you can eat that's proven to help people treat depression and overcome past trauma. A plant that could take you on a healing journey within and help show you the truth of who you are. In a society ravaged by mental illness and a lack of resources, a substance like this could have an invaluable impact on the masses if used therapeutically. Psilocybin mushrooms, also known as magic mushrooms, are prominent in the world of psychedelics. Known for their mystical and mind-opening trips, their effects can include visual changes, ego death, loss of time perception, and a deeper connection to self. They're also proven to be healing and can help prevent the need of a lifetime of prescription drugs. Today on Mind Warp Radio, we're going to be talking about the healing power of magic mushrooms, their history, the stigma surrounding them, what you can expect out of a trip, and much more. Welcome to Mind Warp Radio. Here, we'll be discussing the wonders of the natural world, the stars above, and everything in between. If you're someone who has a deep appreciation for the planet, a fascination toward the unknown, or a curiosity regarding the nature of reality, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to Mind Warp Radio. This is officially season three of the podcast. Our topic today is the healing power of magic mushrooms. It's funny, I'm such a procrastinator because so back in summer, I want to say like June, July, August, I made a couple podcast episodes but I had my outline and I I was procrastinating doing this one, which I wanted to be the first topic. So I think I was procrastinating this because I wanted to make sure I kind of like did it right and that I had a good approach with this subject because it's something that I definitely believe in. I see it as pretty important and just something I wouldn't want to, you know, like rush or something I wouldn't want to just kind of like pull out of my ass, so to speak. So let's dive right into it, shall we? The healing power of magic mushrooms. So magic mushrooms are a psychedelic. They're considered a drug and they're widely illegal in most places. But in recent years and in my own personal experience, they've been shown to be extremely therapeutic and healing for multiple conditions and just mental problems. So when I say healing for conditions, I'm mostly talking about depression and trauma and just various um, various ailments like that. Yeah, that's the reason I'm talking about this today, just because I think that there's a huge stigma around psychedelics and magic mushrooms specifically. I think a lot of people consider them to just be, you know, a drug. People think they make, you know, that people think they make you go crazy. People think that it can be such a negative thing to do. And don't get me wrong with anything. There's obviously a limit, and I think it's important that in any situation regarding drugs, like you need to use your own best, um, you know, your own best judgment. If this is something you think would work for you, of course, but overall, I just believe them to be extremely healing and something that shouldn't be so stigmatized. So that's why we're talking about it today. So I did do a little bit of research for this podcast. So the first subject we're going to dive into is the history of magic mushrooms. 
Evidence suggests that magic mushroom use has been dated back to 10,000 BCE. Um, They've had an impact on the cultures that use them. So a lot of indigenous cultures would use magic mushrooms for their healing properties and also um, just their, their visionary effects pretty much. Indigenous groups still use psilocybin mushrooms in their culture, whether it's for healing or various ceremonies and rituals. So there are around 200 species of psilocybin mushrooms in the wild. They've been found on every single continent except Antarctica, for obvious reasons. Um, They've been around for thousands, if not millions of years. So the most common type is called the psilocybe cubensis. There are also other common ones as well. I didn't specifically mention this, but so magic mushrooms are also called psilocybin mushrooms. And the main component in these mushrooms is psilocybin, which is the chemical that actually makes you trip. And if I'm not wrong, it's like, it might be another chemical in there too. It's sort of like the combination of the chemicals. It adheres to your, um, see, I might might touch on this later in my notes too, but it adheres to, I want to say it's your dopamine receptors or something. And then that's what causes you to trip. So Terrence McKenna is a very well-known psychedelic advocate. So really quick, I just want to make it clear he is dead now. He passed away in 2000. Um, He basically proposed that our ancestors used magic mushrooms in hunting because it expanded their brains, like their information processing capacity, and just made them much more perceptive. So he proposed that our ancestors would use them to go hunting. Honestly, though, I couldn't imagine hunting while tripping. That would probably be very terrifying and upsetting. Um, McKenna also argued that psilocybin mushrooms provided gradual advancements in culture and spirituality, just kind of expanding the mind and sort of like bringing in new ideas. Other psychedelic leaders have said the same of these mushrooms, pretty much that they would provide advancement in culture and society, spirituality. Um... So the therapeutic and spiritual benefits of these mushrooms have been documented for thousands of years. A lot of ancient cultures use them in rituals, including in ancient Greece, Central America, including the Aztecs, Mayans, people in Siberia have also been documented to use them. It was believed that magic mushrooms would let you communicate with the gods. So from what I could find, the first time that um, magic mushrooms hit the mainstream was when an article was published in Life magazine in the 1950s. This article was called Seeking the Magic Mushroom. It was by R. Gordon Wasson. Um, And yeah, like I said, it was pretty much the first time that these mushrooms hit the mainstream, especially in the United States. So Wasson, he was a banker and he was also an ethnomycologist. And apparently an ethnomycologist, which I learned, is the study, is the historical study and uses of fungi, and also the societal impact and sociological impact of fungi as well. R. Gordon Wasson, he said that magic mushrooms were a catalyst for human advancement. And I believe he also kind of discovered them in a sense, at least in in our culture, in America. And word spread to other professionals who also became interested in studying these mushrooms. So by 1958, psilocybin and psilocin had been identified as the active ingredients in the mushrooms. Yes, so as I mentioned before, psilocin, that's the other ingredient in in psychedelic mushrooms. 
So in the 1960s, the use of psychedelics increased dramatically in the United States. They were eventually banned in the 70s. But yeah, so the mainstream really started to pick up on it. And you know, like the hippie movement, a lot of people really became interested in their use and their benefits. So as I said, they were banned in the 70s. Um, Typical, right? As far as I know, when they were banned, I don't think there was really a lot of research done on them because I think they were kind of just ruled as harmful drugs in the same category as like, you know, cocaine and meth and hard drugs. So then in 1977, the first post-war study was done on psilocybin. And I guess they kind of were just researching into it, like the actual impacts it has on the brain. Um, I also have noted here in 2018, the FDA granted Compass Pathways, which I believe is a company, permission to study the impact of magic mushrooms on depression. So the studies found them to be beneficial for these problems and that depression would decrease with the controlled use of psilocybin. So as a result of that, um, they actually pushed efforts to decriminalize mushrooms and several cities in the current have decriminalized magic mushroom use and others are currently pushing for the decriminalization. So that's a little bit about the history of magic mushrooms and there's some articles linked in the description if you'd want to read more, pretty much where I pulled that information from. Um, So now we're going to move on to the stigma surrounding magic mushrooms and also talk about safety regarding them. So I touched on this a little before, but pretty much mainstream culture is slowly starting to embrace the concept of magic mushrooms. You've probably seen this even like if if you're on social media, which you probably are if you're listening, but on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter even, you'll probably see a lot of media or just posts talking about mushrooms and their benefits. There's also a really good uh, documentary that came out called Fantastic Fungi. I definitely recommend watching it. I just watched it for the first time like a couple months ago. It was so interesting. It really talked about just basically mushrooms and how they're almost like their own little entities. Like just how, I don't know, just plants and nature are just so oddly intelligent and just like, Yeah, just definitely watch Fantastic Fungi. I could go on about it. Just very, very interesting stuff. There's just been a rise of, a rise in mainstream culture surrounding psilocybin. And also psilocybin therapy has been becoming increasingly popular to treat depression, trauma, PTSD, just general hopelessness. There's a lot more, but yeah. So it's definitely rising in popularity. And as I also said, magic mushrooms, they are classified as a drug. And there is just a huge stigma surrounding them as like a harmful drug. People hear drug or psychedelics and they automatically just think it means that it's bad or that it could like really damage your brain. Some people counter argue the point that doing psychedelics makes you go insane by saying like, to lose your mind is a moment to detach from the ego. So take take that as you will. Shrooms are actually proven to rewire the brain in the sense where they create new pathways in the brain. And one trip can be proven to have a long lasting effect on depression in decreasing it. So I would say like the problem with our health system today is it's designed to treat symptoms, not the root cause. And this is widely true across like many, many, many problems, Uh, not just depression and stuff like that. But so I'm saying this is because shrooms uh, are proven to have a long-lasting effect on depression, whereas um, you may have to continually take medication to get the same results. 
And don't get me wrong, I think medication is good, especially for some people. Like, you know, it's not a question of that. It's more just saying that this could be a, w- a way to have a long-lasting effect and maybe address the root cause of some of these problems rather than just like healing or rather than just treating the symptoms of a root cause. Because it's kind of like one trip versus an extended duration of taking drugs. Not always, but maybe for some people. And that's what they are starting to prove is like, for some people, alleviate the need of drugs, of actual drugs like pills, you know? So a little bit about the safety of magic mushrooms. So they're actually the third safest drug, and they have the lowest rate of of ER visits after use, which is less than alcohol and marijuana. There's little to no abuse potential for magic mushrooms as they're a non-addictive substance. They also have an excellent track record of safety in lab studies. So one of the biggest risks with mushrooms is if you'd pick them yourself and you'd accidentally eat a poisonous mushroom by mistake, that's definitely a lot more probable than something going wrong while taking them. It's also notated that it would be best to avoid them if you have a history of schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or any pre-existing conditions like that. Um, Also, like, I always say this just to clarify, magic mushrooms, while I do believe them to be extremely beneficial, they are illegal. And I think that you should definitely take everything at your own risk, do your own research. You know, like, I think if you feel called to look more into mushrooms and you might want to take them, definitely just do your research, you know, um, weigh out your options and just see how you feel about it, because ultimately it's what you're putting in your body and everybody is different, so everybody can have a different experience or reaction and there is such a thing as a bad trip i think especially if you take a large amount so definitely look into the amounts too we're going to talk about that as well but yeah i just want to throw that out there again as a disclaimer because there is a risk of like anxiety impaired judgment or having a bad trip like i said so another thing i want to talk about while we're talking about bad trips is you can reduce your risk of a bad trip um, pretty much by reading about it doing your research beforehand by also having a sitter, like a trip sitter, while you're taking them, someone to watch over you who is not on magic mushrooms, and taking a lower dose until you get familiar with the feelings. I would also say in my personal experience, setting and intent are also important with tripping, which we'll talk more about later, but pretty much your surroundings, feeling safe, and just like having an intention for going into the trip. So now we're going to move on to what to expect from a trip. So your trip depends on the type of mushroom you take, your environment, state of mind, and the way your brain and body would react to the substance. Like I said, it's important to do your own research and just trust your own instincts about it before doing it. Depends on those factors and also the the dosage that you would take. And it can depend on dry or fresh mushrooms. I don't really know a whole lot about that, but yeah, so the dosage is definitely important. So a low dose is typically between one to two and a half grams. A moderate dose is between around two and a half grams to three and a half grams. And a high dose is three and a half grams to five grams or sometimes higher. My recommendation is like start out on the lower to moderate end, especially if you haven't done it before until you kind of become familiar with the way that you feel while tripping and you know, just feel it out. Cause um, I'll talk about this a little later too. The first time I took shrooms, well, it was actually the highest dose that I ever took. It was a great, crazy experience. Like 
we'll get into that at the end. But I think like if I knew more at the time, I might have started out with a lower dose. So I would say, you know, again, do your own research, but that's a little bit about the dosage. Um, as I was saying before, I definitely believe setting and intent are very important. I think it's important to be in a setting, whether outside in nature or, you know, in your house or in, a, in your room where you feel safe, somewhere you feel safe and calm and to have like an intent while going into the trip. But I think having that clarity is important and helps the trip go as smoothly as possible. I've also heard that some people drink tea before or after they take their shrooms because sometimes you definitely can get nausea when the trip is coming on. I think just because it's like such an intense shift. A mushroom trip can last for several hours. It will usually start about 30 minutes to an hour after you would take them. And the trip can last between three and six hours, sometimes a little longer if you take in a higher dose. So you may experience a sense of connection with nature and plants and also yourself. You might experience changes in vision, including more vibrant colors, everyday objects appearing to morph or change invisible geometry, as well as increased details in your surroundings. You may experience changes in thoughts, such as emotions, loss or change in perception of time, receiving messages from the ether, connection with yourself or spiritual beings, loss of ego. I feel like I'm reading an infomercial right now. Side effects may include changes in the body like nausea, warmth, or tingling. Some people may feel connected to a mystical power. By the way, you actually might get nauseous. These experiences may feel transcendental and may involve encounters with plant spirits or divine beings. You may experience ego death. People also tend to have revelations about themselves, the universe, loved ones, or just the interconnectedness of everything. Um, you may feel as though the world is fake. You might also feel like you're in a dreamlike, surreal state. And based on my own trip experiences, I would say all of those side effects are true. Now that we've heard a little bit about what you might expect out of a trip, now we're going to move on to harnessing the healing powers. So as we've talked about, uh, trips can be used for healing, transformation, and spiritual exploration. It's definitely important to prepare your mind and surroundings. A good tip is you can't be too prepared and making sure to follow these guidelines can help you get the most out of your mushrooms and the most out of your trip. Intention. Set a clear intention. Figure out why you're embarking on this trip and what you'd like to get out of it. Try a journal entry to set intentions. Writing or speaking affirmations in regarding to your trip can also be helpful for healing. Environment. Somewhere tranquil where you feel safe is a good idea. Examples include a bedroom, home, a quiet spot in nature where you can be undisturbed for hours. Having water and a snack that agrees with your body can be a good idea as well. If you're inside, it's always a good idea to clean and organize your space to ensure it's peaceful and calming. Especially when you're tripping, trust me, like you're not going to want to be around a mess. I think that would be very anxiety-inducing. You can even consider putting on some ambient music. I know I've found Spotify playlists to be helpful. There's a ton of playlists for tripping or even on YouTube, how they have those like calming meditation music videos that are like six hours long. Something like that can be good. You can also make your own tripping playlist. I definitely recommend music that just makes you feel good because you're going to feel things like pretty deeply. So yeah, nothing that is too angry or negative, I would say for my personal advice anyway. 
having a trip sitter. So having a trip sitter can be a good idea, especially if it's your first time tripping, it can definitely be recommended to have a trip sitter. So that should be somebody that you trust and feel comfortable with. It's also a bonus if they're familiar with mushrooms, of course. Dosing mindfully is important. Know how much you're taking and do your research into the doses and the species of the mushroom you're also taking. Don't take too large of a dose if it's your first time. Of course, do what you want. That's just my personal advice. Starting small can be a good idea. Also, expect anything. If your trip does take a turn for the worse, try to relax. Just remember that you're safe. Mushrooms can be unpredictable, so it's important to keep that in mind. The intention will help, and also just knowing you're safe and being in a calming setting will help too. And when I say mushrooms can be unpredictable, my take on that is sometimes the mushrooms might show you some stuff that you maybe you didn't want to address within yourself and may be hard to face or a hard pill to swallow. But another thing that I found with shrooms is even if you are experiencing a bad period or even if you get like you can get into kind of like a thought spiral if you if you have a hard time to stay calm but if you just stay calm and ride it out you like the most important thing to keep in mind is that you're safe because you are safe like they're so safe and I've also found that shrooms seem to have this like intelligence to them where they kind of like talk to you at least in my experience so just allow yourself to surrender and just listen and just try to take in what is being brought to you, if that makes sense. It might feel like a lot, but if you could just surrender to it, you're always going to be able to handle it and navigate it. All right, guys, and now we're moving on to mushrooms and mental illness. Several clinical studies have shown that psilocybin can help treat severe depression. The effects tend to last longer than traditional treatments, and people show less symptoms of depression for months after treatment with the psilocybin mushrooms. People who mentioned an impactful spiritual trip got lower depression scores for months after their trips. The people in these studies also tended to have had suffered depression for many years prior and had also tried many other traditional options. It didn't work for everyone and it's important for those uh, trying to do their own research to know that to decide what is right, but this has been what's shown. For people, very just positive um, results for a large amount of people. And it's also important to know that these the people in the clinical trial were also patients that were in a controlled environment. Mushrooms have also been said to help with addiction and eating disorders and also help out with PTSD. I know I've heard and also read a couple articles about people who had PTSD either after they had gone to war or, you know, either after just getting PTSD from trauma, that taking mushrooms really helped them address the roots of some of these problems and also process some of these problems. It doesn't mean it's a cure-all, but it's definitely been shown to help so many people just address the root of their mental illness and also take steps on their healing journey and just kind of transform in that way. That's just like a huge proponent of magic mushrooms. And a huge reason why they're becoming so mainstream is because there's psilocybin therapy now, which is becoming a little more common. It's pretty much when you would take mushrooms in a controlled setting with a professional to be there with you and they would help guide you on your trip. Um, And yeah, like I said, it's just really been shown to help improve depression and various other mental 
um, ailments. So I did want to talk a little bit about microdosing as well. But microdosing is pretty much, as you could guess, taking literally a microdose of magic mushrooms, so a very small dose. This is a popular way to experience the benefits of creativity, boosted mood, focus, clarity, etc. without the effects of a full-blown trip on mushrooms. But the amount is usually less than a tenth of a regular dose. This also often comes in a capsule form. So while microdosing, you'd be able to go about your day normally without any significant changes in your perception or anything like that, just apart from these boosts, like a boosted mood and those other benefits mentioned. It's recommended to microdose every other day or every three days or so, and to just keep a mental note of the physical and mental effects that you may experience. It's also recommended to just take them for a few weeks at a time. Um, and to take significant breaks in between. And this actually goes for just tripping in general. It's important to take breaks and like, um, we'll get more into that later, but there's a, a saying where it's like when you get the message, hang up the phone. So it's like, if you feel like you're kind of getting, you got the benefits, you got your message from your mushrooms, it's important not to like abuse that and just kind of give it a break and really just do it when you feel called to. At least that's my advice, of course. Microdosing on mushrooms can also be, it can be a positive catalyst for change in your life when used in moderation. And I've actually microdosed myself. It was right at the start of COVID. I was microdosing like every day or every other day. Um, and I actually felt great. I was working my desk job at the time where I was sitting at a computer, which um, I don't like sitting at a computer for eight hours a day. So anyway, like taking the microdose, it actually really helped me get to a point of acceptance. Um, and it just really helped my mood and my clarity a lot for sure. I don't know if I mentioned, but this was right at the start of COVID and quarantine also. So I started working from home, like I wasn't really seeing anyone. Of course, the stresses of COVID hit. And I really think that I benefited a lot from microdosing. So yeah, it just really helped me stay in a positive mood. And I was also very creative during that time. I was making a lot of music and like writing a lot and I was feeling very positive. So I could definitely speak to microdosing for those effects. So guys, I think we've covered a lot of our bases today. I did want to close with talking about the legality of mushrooms. And if you've stuck around this long, I am going to, of course, share my personal experience of tripping at the end. Like I said, first, we're going to get into the legality. So if you remember from earlier, mushrooms were actually banned in the 70s, which that's when they became illegal across the nation. Specifically, the United Nations banned magic mushrooms in 1971, and they ruled them as a Schedule One substance in many countries. So Schedule One substances have no recognized medical use, and they're considered to be a threat to public health. Heroin, meth, and cocaine are also classified under Schedule 1 substances, meaning that the legal system is, well, was far from, and even still is far from, recognizing magic mushrooms for having therapeutic benefits. So even though they became illegal, um, it was still legal for a lot of indigenous cultures and countries to use mushrooms for 
religious purposes and ritualistic purposes. Also, Canada and the Netherlands and several other countries have legalized mushrooms. However, in some countries like China and Iran, possession of psychedelics could result in the death sentence. So basically, the legality of mushrooms definitely varies across the world. And they're, of course, illegal in the United States. Well, most of the United States. And they still fall under the UN's ruling of the Schedule One substances. So state-level penalties in the United States vary. But most of the time, you would get a misdemeanor for having small quantities. Or you could even get a felony for possessing large quantities and for distributing them too. So for a misdemeanor, you could basically get fine, sometimes jail time or probation. And felony offenses would include more intense penalties, like up to 20 years in prison. Or you could even get sentenced to rehab through the court. In the United States, mushrooms are fully decriminalized in Oregon. And a couple other states have cities where the mushrooms are decriminalized. But largely, they're still illegal across the board here in the States. There are a lot of movements in the present day that are pushing to decriminalize mushrooms or even legalize them. And it is growing more common for them to become legal in a therapeutic setting, like in a professional setting. So yeah, basically that's about the legality of magic mushrooms. And hopefully similarly to marijuana, it's something that continues to be destigmatized and also decriminalized. Because personally, I don't think there's any reason why anybody should be doing jail time or be a felon or anything like that because they either had magic mushrooms or they were distributing them or whatever, especially with the proven effects and how safe they've been proven to be. And that pretty much wraps us up here, guys. So we've reached the end of the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Now I am going to give you a little bonus round. If you've stuck around, I'm going to talk about my own experiences with tripping. So yeah, basically we're going to move into that next. And just to close out with the the more informational side of this episode, I want to say, number one, any of the research that I did, you can look in the description and like just read any of those articles if you're interested in learning more. Of course, I encourage everyone to do their own research and as I've said a couple times, I do just want to give my disclaimer a final time, just say saying that you should do your own research and you know definitely look into like if you have any pre-existing conditions or like mental illnesses, look into that, follow your intuition. If you feel called to do mushrooms, just you know, I think it's important to go into it with intention and have a good setting and just do what you can to prepare. And of course, like listen to your intuition. If if it's not something you think would be good for you, don't do it because after all, they are a drug and they're illegal as well in the majority of the world. So yeah, with that being said, let's move into my experience. All right, guys, I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Um, I like to say it's the shroom effect. Like when you take mushrooms, you just like can't shut up about it because I feel like I tell so many people about my shroom experiences because it's just like so fun and it's been so healing but all right so where to start the first time that I took mushrooms was a couple years ago I want to say I was like 22 at the time I was on vacation um, in the woods with a bunch of friends which by the way if any of you are listening shout out to you because you definitely know who you are um 
But basically, someone in the group had brought us all mushrooms, and we all agreed to take take them. This was discussed beforehand. You know, it was very like everybody knew what was going on. So we were on vacation for a couple of days, and on one of the days, we set aside to do the mushrooms. And we did have two trip sitters, by the way. So I do say that having sitters is important. Um, but yeah, so basically, we all took our dose of shrooms. I do know the strain that we had was called penis envy. I don't know the exact dosage that I did, but um, it was definitely like the most shrooms I ever did for my first time. Um, so yeah, we took our shrooms. We all like laid out on blankets out in the woods, like um, you know, outside of the Airbnb under the trees. There was a nice lake. So it was really peaceful. Um, so yeah, basically I was laying there just like staring up at the leaves on this tree, just the branches and the sun coming down. And that's when my trip started to kick in. So the first things I remember was really like things becoming very vibrant, um, like the leaves and the sun, like it just looks so vibrant. And I, I felt a little bit nauseous. I'm not going to lie. I did kind of think I was going to puke for a couple of minutes, but that did subside. And that's really common too. It's like coming up nausea, it's called, like when you're coming up into your trip or whatever. So yeah, that happened. So someone in our group, they took like a lot of mushrooms from what I remember and they did start sobbing. So that was kind of scary. I mean, mostly for them. Thankfully, they were okay. They got through that. But just like going into the trip while hearing sobbing in the background was like a little bit scary, especially because I never took shrooms before. So I was like, here we fucking go. Like, this is going to be freaking great, I'm sure. So I got, I did get a little anxious. But when the shrooms did start to kick in, I actually felt so much more calm. Like everything kind of faded away. And I felt like I was in my own little bubble. Um, so I think that I'll also say I think shrooms impact everyone a little differently. Like I noticed a lot of my friends, like they were they were still social and hanging out and like just having fun. And I know I think for other people it might affect you like more, like just depending on the day or how you're feeling differently. Because I know for me, like I kind of stopped talking to everyone at one point and just like was staring into space for apparently like hours but I was having a really intense like internal trip. But anyway, so the trip comes on, I'm laying on this blanket in the woods. Like, um, I felt really calm. And what I noticed first was probably, like I said, how vibrant everything was and everything just like became so detailed. It was like, I would look at the soil and I would literally see it breathing. Like the visual effects were kicking in. Like it kind of seemed like everything around me was breathing. So I felt like I could just see how alive everything was around me. And it was just the craziest thing ever. So the soil was like literally breathing. I could see all the bugs crawling in the soil. I could see bugs like that were so small that I didn't even know like I could see on a regular day. Like I could just see so much happening in the soil. Um, my skin was lit breathing as well. I have freckles too. So like it was just the trippiest thing ever. It was like... You could, I could see my skin like expanding and retracting and just like kind of changing colors. And it was changing colors in the sense where like, like with breathing, it was like it would get, it's, this sounds so weird, but it would get tight. So it would get like constricted and like a little bit paler and then it would ease back into its normal tone. It was like so strange. Um, but yeah, I saw my skin breathing. I truly believed that this tree was talking to me like 
telepathically. And to this day, like, I don't know if that was real or not, but I'll tell you, it was real for me. So this tree was literally telling me about how, like, nature wants to live in balance with humans, but right now we're not living in balance with nature. And it was pretty much saying, like, nature is very aware of what we're doing here on this planet. And it was telling me that, like, nature wants us to live in harmony with it, but humans as a collective, we're not doing that. And of course I'm included in that. Right. So I was just getting a lot of messages about that. And it was very calm. Like it wasn't an angry message. It was just like more like an informative message. And I swear to God, like I also received the message that the trees were watching over us and I could really just appreciate the beauty of these trees. And I felt like they were so alive and so like tapped in. It was crazy. Like I, I've, I've definitely been someone who appreciates nature, but I've never had such a like crazy experience with nature where I truly just felt like everything around me being so alive. And also I felt it being so aware of me and, and all of us there, like just how intelligent nature was became so clear. It was, it was so crazy. But yeah, I was also getting the messages from nature, I guess, just saying you're safe, like we're watching over you, you have nothing to be scared of. And yeah, I felt really calm as these effects were sinking in and I was like going through this nature experience. So yeah, definitely tripping outside for the first time. I'm so glad that I had that experience because I've just, I've, it's honestly indescribable. It was truly something else, but I'm grateful to have had that experience. Um, and I just remember looking up at all my friends and like, it made me want to cry just seeing how beautiful they all were and just like how beautiful we all were. It was just so sweet and there was so much love between us and it just felt so like tangible. It's like, I really just saw it for what it was and how beautiful and special it really was. Um, Another thing is, like, I experienced so much self-love. I just remember thinking, why would I ever hate myself? Like, why have I hated myself for so long? Why would I ever feel that way? Because all the things I didn't like about myself just didn't matter anymore. And, I re- like, I, in the moment, I was really just seeing how, like, it sounds corny, but I was like, I am so beautiful, like, X, Y, and Z. Like, I felt so much self-love and so much, like, wholeness that I've never felt before. And so like when I when I tripped, it was during a time when I was in a really dark place and I was feeling really depressed and like really down and honestly just insecure and, and feeling bad about myself. And I really just felt such a free, like I felt so free and just free of all those things that have held me back and free of my programming of just like, you know, that you get into about yourself through your, your experiences, just feeling free of like, yeah, just all that self-hate and like, it made me want to cry. Like it really did. And I was just for the first time in my life, like I sat there and I was like, I am so beautiful. We are all so beautiful. Like it was just so nice. Um, so yeah, I remember that. And then one of my friends, she was running, she was one of the trip sitters. She said, she's going to go to the gas station and she, she was so sweet. If, if she's listening, she definitely knows who she is. She was like, do you want anything from the gas station? And at that point, I had gone inside to sit on the couch for a few minutes. And I was like, in the stage of the trip where I was just like laughing a lot, which I think can happen for sure. Anyway, so she asked me, do you want anything from the gas station? And I was like, I want ginger ale. And she was like, oh, we have ginger ale in the fridge. And I said, no, I want it from the gas station. And then I was like laughing a lot. 
but she is so sweet. She got me ginger ale from the gas station, but I don't re- like. Apparently, by the time she came back, like I wouldn't speak to her because I was outside again, and I didn't touch the ginger ale for the rest of the day. So like, I just thought that was so funny. I was such a little brat, and then she was sweet enough to get it, and I was so far into my trip that I just like didn't even notice by the time she came back. I'll say that I definitely experienced just a really deep connection with myself, with the people around me, my friends, and um, also just with nature. So that was pretty crazy. I think it really helped me process a lot of trauma that I've been avoiding for a long time. And it was the first time that I just felt so free. It helped me see myself in such a positive light. And I don't feel that way, you know, all the time or even now necessarily, but it just helped me get to a point of acceptance. Like, I don't know, it really did. So yeah, that's like just some of the main takeaways I had. I don't want to talk about this too, too long because this is getting a little long for a Mind Warp episode. But yeah, it was truly just like one of the coolest, one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. So I also did have a bit of a bad trip at the end, which I'll, I'll just wrap it up with that. So and I, we were, I was tripping for probably like six hours, and I think we all were for the most part. But toward the end of my trip... I actually did get into a bad headspace because I went inside and I guess I was like getting close to coming down from the trip or something because I remember walking inside and everything like looked so, I remember I just thought everything looked so electric and it was almost like everything looked plastic but also so hyper detailed and like alive, everything was breathing, the walls, the lights, everything and I could see like the little bugs on the walls, you know, just like all the little living things everywhere. Um, but anyway, I went inside and I just got into such a bad headspace that it was getting a little dark. Outside, was the sun was setting, it looked beautiful, and it was dark inside. So I think I was just looking out at the sun and somehow I was like, I felt like I was stuck in the trip. I felt like it was never going to end and like I was never going to see my family again. And I don't know, I just got into such a weird space. So I went into the shower. Well, first I tried to lay in the bed, in my bed, and someone was like, no, you you can't you can't lay in your in the bed right now. You're covered in dirt. Because I had also been rolling around in leaves and dirt outside um, for like hours. So there was just dirt in my hair everywhere. So I was like, okay, I'll get in the shower. So I went in the bathroom. I took all my clothes off. I turned literally the hot water all the way up of the shower. And I stood in like such hot water for what felt like forever. Because I felt like the only thing that was real was that being in that shower. And I'm like gripping onto the shower like this is real. I'm here. I'm in the shower. And eventually like I calmed down and I came back to reality a little bit and then I passed out for a while. But yeah, that was my first time tripping. It truly knocked me on my ass though. Cause like I didn't really do my research into mushrooms before this. I was like, Oh, it's going to be so fun. We're going to trip like whatever. By the way, it was so much fun, but what I didn't expect, what I truly didn't expect was how transformative and spiritual it would be and how healing. It truly just like changed me, like from the bottom of my heart changed me, which is why I feel so passionate about it now because like just coming from someone who's dealt with a lot of depression and trauma and just mental illness and like just coming to terms with that and processing that, like nothing has helped me more. And it doesn't mean my problems are solved because they're not. This is something I still deal with, but like, yeah, just so helpful. Um, I've also tripped a couple other times just on my own and as an introvert and just for the healing purposes, like that has been so nice as well. I would just clean my room, 
choose a day when I had a couple hours, take a lighter dose, like probably a, maybe like two and a half grams or something and just trip and just process. And, you know, I'd go into it with intention every time. Like I'd usually journal before and have some tea, put on some music, um, let someone know what I'm doing just in case. But I've had since doing that though, like just in my room, I've had nothing but beautiful experiences, like nothing but realizations, nothing but just like beauty and like experiencing love. Oh, also experiencing time loss is really big. Like the first time I tripped, it felt like it was for like an eternity, but it also felt so quick. Like the concept of time is just out the window. And the times I've tripped alone too, just out the window, like yeah, they say you shouldn't look at clocks, but I remember in my room, like I just looked at my alarm clock. I felt like it had been an hour. I swear to God, five minutes had passed. Like you'll experience like, t- well, you may experience like loss of time. Just like I said, out the window. That's pretty much my experience tripping. I haven't done it for about a year now. Cause I, listen, I got my message. I got it loud and clear. So I had decided to hang up the phone as they say. So I definitely want to trip again one of these days because I'm feeling kind of called to. But like I said, I got my message. It was loud and clear. I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? I'm good for a while. So one final disclaimer, do your research. Just do it if you feel comfortable to do it. It's a drug. It's illegal. But that's pretty much what I've experienced and why I believe in it so much. Like, So yeah, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And especially if you've listened this far, um, you can follow Mind Warp on Instagram. It's Mind Warp Radio. I do have a domain name. It's mindwarpradio.com as well. You can try visiting it. There's a chance the website may be up and running by the time you hear this. Just depends if I feel like paying Squarespace or not, because you know how that goes. It's a little expensive, but thank you. And definitely tune in next week. We've got some more topics coming up and I've got some podcasts recorded. So hopefully I won't procrastinate too badly, but yeah, thanks. And take it easy. I hope you have a great day full of, you know, good experiences. And if you decide to embark on a healing journey with mushrooms, I wish you nothing but healing and good experiences with it. Um, yeah. So, all right. Take care guys.